1: Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett.
0: That particular police car, uh, the front door is completely toasted, and the back door is pristine. Whatever's happening is a, you know, particular zone. That's when I start realizing there's some involvement of some field effect.
1: Check out the huge selection of Strange Planet merchandise in my online shop. Go to strangeplanet.ca and click on Shop in the menu or find the link in the episode notes for this podcast. At my Strange Planet shop, you'll find unique men's, women's, unisex t-shirts and athletic shirts, leggings, tote bags, mugs, neck gaiters and stickers and more all emblazoned with amazing artwork designed exclusively for my Strange Planet shop by artist-illustrator Rick Forgus. If you're a fan of Strange Planet, why not show it off? Go to strangeplanet.ca and click on Shop, or go to the episode notes for this podcast and click on the link. It's a strange planet. Dress for it. Hard to believe it has been 20 years since 9-11. Our generation's Pearl Harbor. If you mention to someone in their 20s, 9-11, likely they'll have very little or no memory of it. Now, whatever you think happened on that day, you have to agree that there are so many questions that remain unanswered as to how the greatest air defense system in the history of mankind was somehow circumvented, exactly who was involved. Uh, So many questions. Perhaps, chief, among them, how were the World Trade Center towers brought down? The World Trade Center buildings, Building 7 and others. It wasn't just the North and South Towers, remember. Was it the impact of, of the jetliners and, and the heat generated from the jet fuel that caused some sort of a structural failure? That's sort of the official version. Uh, but was it? Is it possible there was something else involved? Some other technology, perhaps? Well, this, of course, will be the subject at our live event I just mentioned on September the 11th when Dr. Judy Wood comes to town for an exclusive engagement uh, but she is here tonight uh to to dive into this a little bit and uh it's a great pleasure to have it's been quite a while since i've had dr judy wood on the program she's uh, uh a phd a degree from virginia tech a former professor of mechanical engineering She's research expertise in experimental stress analysis, structural mechanics, uh, deformation analysis, materials characterization, and materials engineering science. Her research has involved testing materials, including complex material systems, in the area of photomechanics or the use of optical and image analysis methods to determine physical properties of materials and measure how materials respond to forces placed on them. Her area of expertise involves inferometry in forensic science. Uh, she taught graduate and undergraduate engineering classes and, uh, and has authored or co-authored over 60 peer-reviewed papers and journal publications in her areas of expertise. In the time since 9-11... She has applied her expertise in material science, image analysis, uh, as I mentioned, and uh, a forensic study of over 40,000 images, hundreds of video clips, a large volume of witness testimony, analysis of dust samples, seismic data, and the analysis of other environmental evidence pertaining to the destruction of the World Trade Center complex. Dr. Wood has conducted a comprehensive forensic investigation of what physically happened to the World Trade Center site on 9-11, and based on her analysis of the evidence she gathered in 2007, she filed a federal case for science fraud against the contractors who contributed to the official National Institute of Standards and Technology report about the destruction of the World Trade Center towers. This case was filed in the U.S. Supreme Court in December 2009, To this day, Dr. Wood's investigation and body of evidence is compiled in her book, Where Did the Towers Go? Evidence of Directed Free Energy Technology on 9-11. It's the only comprehensive forensic investigation in the public domain. Dr. Judy Wood, how are you?
0: Very good. Well, thank you for having me.
1: And it has been, I'm guessing, well, the book came out in, uh, was it 2007, did we say?
0: Uh, Well, it was written around then, but it was 2010.
1: Let me ask you first off. Now, this book obviously generated a lot of of controversy. Uh, Anytime anyone delves into 9-11 and is exploring, perhaps, you know, alternative explanations rather than the official explanation, it's bound to generate controversy. But the interesting thing is is here, even within sort of the 9-11 truther movement, it created such controversy. I mean, you were disavowed by... Uh, the 9-11 Truther movement, which I find, well, not, you know what, it's not surprising. It's such a divisive community. I mean, if you're not with them, sort of 100%, then you're against them, which is my understanding. I've, I've experienced that firsthand. But why specifically do you think, uh, even within the 9-11 Truther movement, you're such a controversial, um, person?
0: Well, I don't know if, the, if controversial is the right, uh, the right term for it. <coughs> Controversial is usually a term given uh, that implies doubt, you know, wh- whether someone is talking about facts or, or fiction. And uh, anything that I've discussed, and it's in my book as well, is just evidence, an analysis of the evidence as well as parallel evidence. So if someone doesn't want you to discuss the evidence, what do they do? Distract you. you know, it's kind of like the political. Uh, you know, they don't want you to discuss the facts. They, they say, oh, you have uh, uh, boogers up your nose or something. Right, right. You know, right. they, they you take it off into something unrelated to the evidence. <clears throat> but if you just talk about the evidence, if somebody really wants to know the truth, they shouldn't have a problem with it.
1: Precisely, precisely. And yet... They do, which...
0: So what does that tell you?
1: Well, it, it suggests a number of things. One, that the group has been infiltrated by disinformation uh, agents. Uh, I mean, that's, uh, that's the one that leaps immediately to mind. Uh, and, and the other thing is, which I've come to, to realize, is that the whole controlled demolition theory has become almost like a religion. Now, I have a, a lot of respect for people like Dr. Richard Gage. He's been on the program, and I think he's, he's doing his, his, his best to try to piece this puzzle together. But if, if you suggest that it may not be controlled demolition, it's almost like you become an immediate pariah. They don't want to hear anything else. And I think it's because when people have so much um, invested in a theory, they almost become defined by it. And if you take that away from them, then who are they? What are they? And that's very threatening to them. It's almost like a self-preservation mechanism. Those are my theories. What do you think?
0: Um, well, if you want to control the message, you know you know that, that there are going to be people questioning the event. Do you think those who planned 9-11 forgot to plan a cover-up?
1: <laughs> At least one. Maybe five. You know, maybe ten.
0: Yeah. So build it, and they will come. A place for these people to be collected. I call them collection
1: agencies. (laughs) (laughs) That's very clever, yes.
0: And then you give them a pacifier, and it it keeps them out of trouble.
1: Right, right.
0: And the easiest way to control groups is to uh, demand consensus, you know, talking points.
1: Right, right.
0: And and if somebody veers off from the talking points, they get uh, excommunicated from the group.
1: That's that's a very very lucent cogent explanation. Absolutely, yeah.
0: So if someone's trying to control your thinking, you know, they want you in a group, and if you're not in a group, you, you it's harder to control
1: people. Right, right. Yes. So uh,
0: and you here know, you come I, along
1: I with this uh, with with your evidence that doesn't fit that narrative, and you are a disruptor.
0: Well, the, the first thing with the evidence uh, is in being a forensic engineer, you first have to determine what happened. Absolutely, and the absolutely. The easiest way to cover something up is to get people to skip that step and just assume what happened and go on and start arguing about how it happened before you've determined what it is. Right, right. And, you know, look at the uh, official story. You know, they're down to to step three or four, you know, know, who did it and why they did it. They hate us for our freedoms.
1: Right, and we should point out that your work is not focused on who did it, you know, was there a stand-down order, what was the motivation. You're simply looking at physical evidence uh, based on your background in engineering uh, to explain why those structures failed the way they did.
0: Or, or what was going on? And, and, uh, you know, different types of energy could be involved. Let's, let's look at them. One is, you know, like what caused the building to come apart? <clears throat> was it thermal energy? Did the bu- buildings get cooked to death? Well, you had, uh, 14 people walk out of Stairway B who don't remember having been cooked to death. You know, so that, that that's out the window. Uh, was it kinetic energy? You know, bombs or gravity collapse. Um, there's a lot of evidence that discards that, which is, uh, you know, people in stairway B didn't get smashed. They didn't right. get pulverized. They didn't get squished. They right. walked out.
1: Let me ask you on a personal note. What has this meant for you as an academic uh, publishing this book, Where Did the Towers Go? What is it, What does it cost you in terms of, I don't know, career, career, um, Personally, I'm guessing that this 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 must have been a very difficult decision for you to whether to publish or not.
0: Uh, it wasn't difficult because it needed to be done, <clears throat> and I felt like I was in the best position to do it. Uh, not having a, a immediate family that would be put at risk, somebody with an immediate family that would be put at risk would have a much tougher time.
1: Right, right. And how about but, pro- professionally?
0: Uh, oh, it's it, it was it's a one way ticket. Out of a profession, (laughs) it's it's. um, But I don't like to play pity parties. Uh,
1: I understand. I understand.
0: Yeah, it's it's about the evidence, and it's it's this important. Uh, I I will say that when I decided I was going to do this, I uh, called my mother and told her, and she said, "Well, if you do that, you won't have a career." And I said, "If I don't, nobody will." And I think that's as as time's gone on. I think uh, people can see that that is where things are going.
1: Right. Okay. So a little bit of a primer here for those not familiar with directed free energy technology. What do we mean by that, directed free energy technology?
0: Well, I was explaining about uh, how we can rule out kinetic energy being involved as a destructive mechanism and thermal energy. You know, The buildings weren't cooked to death, and in, nor were they beaten to death. Uh, like by gravity collapse or by bombs, you know, blowing things up, moving things and having something hit something else. Uh, a lot of reasons for that, you'd have people squashed instead of walking out um, with, you know, blue sky above them. <clears throat> and also uh, there'd be a seismic signal. There, there's a lot of other things with it. But what I'm describing as directed energy, the energy was instructed or directed to do something differently than it normally does. The binding forces of matter are usually attracted to each other, but they were somehow instructed to reverse their sign and repel each other.
1: All right. And and let me ask you then, how, how did you begin to piece this together? What was the first indication for you uh, that this might have been a directed free energy uh, weapon of some sort.
0: Well, I don't start with the weapon. I don't start with with the answer and then go backwards. Uh, I start with looking at what happened. And you keep looking and, and let the evidence tell you what happened. Don't tell the evidence what it's supposed to show you.
1: Right. Okay, so let me rephrase. What was the first indication for you, and how quickly did it come, that the official version was incorrect? There was something else happening here.
0: Oh, it came that day. I was in the faculty conference room and looking at the TV set of the building, you know, frothing up in the dust, and they're calling it a collapse. They're like, wait a minute. You guys aren't buying this, are you? It's, it's, you know, there's something wrong with the story. And uh, folks looked at me like I was crazy.
1: And and (laughs) when you say this is not a collapse... Explain that. What do you mean, this is not a collapse? I mean, for well, the, to, the, to the uninitiated, look it looked like. like a collapse.
0: Well, imagine what a, a collapse would look like. This piece falls into this piece. This goes, the This goes, you know, pop. It, 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 kind of like how an avalanche gets going. You know, it doesn't start one, two, three, all at once. One part gets another part going, which gets another part going.
1: Right, right.
0: <clears throat> Instead, we saw the building turning to dust from top to bottom.
1: Right, being pulverized as as the building. Uh, pulverized
0: no? has a specific meaning. It okay. means uh, it, it, kinetic energy is involved, a grinding, and this was pieces were flying through the air and turning into dust, with with nothing hitting them but air.
1: Hmm. And and how would you now? One of the things I've been told about the construction of the of the World Trade Center uh, towers uh, is, um, you know, a lot of a lot of drywall, uh, pretty flimsy construction. I've been told. This is one of the, 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 the things that, that's out there that this was not a well-designed building, uh, oh, and that it there was, was
0: it was uh, pretty well designed. But you have to look at again at what happened instead of um, assuming it was a poor construction or assuming uh, airplanes did something to you know. Instead of making assumptions. It's it's really it takes an awful lot of discipline to just look at what happened.
1: Right. No, but I'm I'm wondering because of the amount of drywall in that building, uh, could does, that does not drywall
0: cause steel to turn into dust in midair?
1: Right. No. Excellent point. But I'm just wondering whether the 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 presence of all that dust in the air in part could be attributed to the fact that so much of the construction was comprised of, as I say, a gypsum. Um, gypsum rock.
0: There was a, a tremendous. There's a. About one fifth of the total weight of the building was steel. One fifth. The okay. steel frame. All right. And you can see, you know, in videos, the pieces coming down, and they don't ever hit the ground. They turn to dust before they hit the ground.
1: Pieces and of metal, metal that are think, turning uh, to dust. Let me just think on that for a moment, and let everyone else listen and think on that. And pieces of metal, as they're descending, are turning to dust.
0: Yes. They look like they're um, like an Alka-Seltzer tablet just frothing up into dust. Remarkable. Okay. So it, people don't know what would cause that, so they, they tend to uh, ignore that piece of evidence. But instead of needing to know, that's what's important about just putting off any kind of um, assumptions. Right. And just going with what the evidence shows and not feeling the need to play name that weapon.
1: Name that weapon. Okay. All right. I'm with you.
0: Yeah. Please like spin the dial. Name that weapon. Right. The name of the weapon is not important. Actually, it, it's counterproductive because you know people start getting um, trendy terms and they name drop trendy terms, terms, and pretty soon they don't even know what their what the, the gizmo does.
1: Right. And pretty pretty soon, people are imagining some sort of a laser beam with you know Doctor Evil uh, next to it, and right. and then you lose the room.
0: I do have a. Uh, my name for it, but you know, I hesitate in mentioning it because uh, people start you might start using that and make initials for it or something, but it's, it's just what the evidence shows.
1: Right. Okay.
0: Magnetic, electrogravitic nuclear reactions.
1: Those Electromagnetic nuclear
0: magnetic, electrogravitic Electro... nuclear reactions.
1: Electrogravitic nuclear reactions. Okay. All in right. other
0: words it involves magnetism, electricity and uh, gravity.
1: All right, and has and this, this technology been around a while?
0: Uh, yes, but not uh, advertised in, in the Sears catalog or
1: anything. <laughs> no, no doubt. Okay.
0: And, and uh, what I like to stress, and what's also in my book, I show parallel evidence. There is evidence of something we do know that produces the same results. Uh, and one example is tornadoes.
1: Ah, oh, interesting. Okay, tell me more.
0: Uh, you know, weird things happen with tornadoes, like um, anti-gravity. Mm-hmm. Um, also, it it may follow an electrical signal. Um, you have know, the buried cable. Sometimes it follows that. <clears throat> There's and it also uh, dustifies things, uh, or it dismembers things. Um, one. Um, video I saw, I think it was like three years ago, in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, that there was a whole bunch of these tornadoes in the area, and they showed some flying trucks.
1: Right, right. You remember that? Absolutely, and I, was the, and I remember the movie, uh, you know, about those storm chasers, I can't remember the name of it, but... Uh,
0: right, but isn't that strange, it was the uh, the trailer part of the trucks.
1: The trailer part of the truck, right.
0: Okay. You didn't see dumpsters flying around.
1: Okay, so where are you going with that, Dr. Wood? What does that
0: uh, mean? It, just looking at, you know, themes here, but wasn't it interesting that you had that, like, where does the wind come from if you're going to say wind picked it up?
1: Where does you the start, wind come from?
0: Yeah, if this if this trailer is sitting on the ground, what causes it? You know, it's a lot of weight. What causes it to suddenly fly upward? Right. How much wind would you need to shoot up from the ground? You know that doesn't. You know that that um, doesn't work as an explanation, Pretty soon you do realize it's an anti-gravity aspect of it. They also showed a house that had the roof removed. Uh, big screen television was intact. There was a, a bookcase with a stack of printer paper on it, and that wasn't just lodged at all. The paper wasn't fluffed up or anything. But the roof was gone.
1: Right. Right.
0: Are you going to tell me the wind blew the roof off?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, all right, I see what you're saying. I mean, this is not just indiscriminate. This is There's a a degree of precision here.
0: Right, and that's just a natural occurrence. Now, Mm -hmm. do you think uh, somebody hasn't weaponized that?
1: It would stand to reason, absolutely. It would stand to reason. Um, There's other evidence that that you point, and there's some interesting photographs, and these are available online as well, I believe, uh, and that is... Um Vehicles, for example, that were toasted cars. What did you call them?
0: Toasted cars. Toasted Imagine, cars. They're toast. They're history. Something happened to them, and you can't fix them. You gotta get another one.
1: Right. In in and in, uh, in some in some cases, uh, I believe there's a taxi cab and maybe a police cruiser. I can't remember if there was a police cruiser, but there was certainly a taxi cab. And it's
0: right. Is the, it over the on the police,
1: Roosevelt? Over on the Roosevelt Expressway? Was it?
0: Um The FDR Drive. FDR Drive. I don't know how it got there. Maybe say this over and over again because the, my detractors like to say, oh, she claims that, blah, blah, blah. I don't know how that got there, but the damage to it is mighty strange. Uh, that the uh, polycarbonate lights are not melted, but the inside of the car is totally toasted. So if you have some rip-roaring fire going on inside the car, isn't it going to make those lights on top like they're on a hot grill?
1: Right, right. And there are a number of vehicles around the World Trade Center tower in a similar, suffering similar damage.
0: Over 1,400.
1: 1,400 vehicles? Yep. And in some cases, uh, the vehicle, I mean, it doesn't show any external distress. I mean, it's not like it's scorched on the outside.
0: Right, it's just weird things like that particular police car, uh, the front door is completely toasted and the back door is pristine.
1: Interesting. Now, again, using the tornado analogy, would that explain how those cars ended up on their roof? Well,
0: in their, um, whatever's happening is a you know particular zone. That's when I started realizing there's some involvement of some some field effects.
1: Field effects. Okay. Uh,
0: like you know where something would happen in one place and not another. Like there's also there's a spot on that car that. Um, or one of the cars next to it, where there's a circular spot where it's pristine and around that is totally toasted. And fire doesn't work that way. You don't have something's completely scorched and something's pristine one nanometer away. You know, fire works as, you know, hot, cold, and shades of gray in between. Right, right. And this is just a pristine delineation, which is an interference uh, type of effect. Right. Uh, but the, the vast number of these cars is just incredible. They appeared to go into spontaneous combustion. Let me stress, appeared to go into spontaneous combustion. Uh, that, you know, it, it looked like fire, but if you have plastic that isn't melted, and paper that isn't burning, what is it? You know, is it plasma or, or what?
1: Right. And this, this technology, uh, that was involved. Does it leave some sort of a marker? Uh, for example, those who who swear up and down that it was controlled demolition, and they talk about nanothermite, and they look for you know traces of it in the in the dust and so forth. Uh, well, but does this technology leave a marker? Uh,
0: well, the evidence is the marker. Now, as for controlled demolition, the, the buildings were demolished in a controlled fashion, but it was you know thermite is not you know what did thermite do to the buildings? Yeah, the, the folks who present that don't ever make that connection. Does thermite cause things to turn into dust in midair?
1: It does not, as far as we know. <laughs>
0: and it's also not used to control demolitions because it cannot be controlled. Thermite is a you know 19th century uh, welding material. It works through heat transfer, and heat transfer takes time.
1: Right. Well, that's when they stick the, the word, the, the, uh, the prefix nano on there, t- I guess, to sort of.
0: New and improved. Super new
1: and improved, yes. Super Although. Super
0: mini micro nano thermite.
1: Exactly. And then, but the big question for me has always been, how do you wire a 110 story building without anybody noticing? Uh, oh,
0: more than that, how do you, uh, turn off cell phones in, in Manhattan while you're wiring it?
1: Aha. Uh-huh. All right. Well, we'll pick up on that point when we come back. Dr. Judy Wood stays with us. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. This episode is made possible by PwC. When unprecedented times are all the time, it's time to start walking the talk. Leaders like you turn to PwC to see and stay ahead. Upskill your workforce, use intelligent automation, and transform big ideas into breakthrough outcomes. Explore the human-led, tech-powered solutions that help you thrive. It's all part of The New Equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com. Reduce stress and enhance your immune system. ESS-60 from C60 Evo. C60 is the carbon-60 molecule known to deliver more than 172 times the power of vitamin C, 172 times. ESS-60 is the purest form of C60, a known antiviral, antibacterial, and anti-inflammatory remedy that works. ESS-60 neutralizes free radicals from cell metabolization and external toxins to help minimize inflammation and maximize detoxification. Further, people report better sleep, more energy, and renewed mental clarity when they take our ESS-60 organic oil. To order your miracle molecule ESS-60, click on the C60 Evo link in the episode notes for this podcast, or go to c60evo.com richard e60evo.com slash richard hyphen buy now and save 10% by using the coupon code evrs at checkout again use the coupon code evrs at checkout the truth goes through three stages first it is ridiculed
0: then it is violently opposed Finally, it is accepted
1: as self-evident. Let me just read that again. I don't know what that means? Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett. All right, Dr. Judy Wood stays with us. You were mentioning, I had it's suggested the thermite. Yes, and how difficult it would be, you know, if it's controlled demolition well, using it's
0: not difficult. It's just sort of impossible, and uh, nanothermite, because it works. Thermite works through thermal conductivity nanothermite would be faster, so you have even less time for the thermal conductivity.
1: And I mentioned okay. trying to wire 110 right. floors, and, and you said you if
0: ever you drive along and you come to a, a blasting zone, it says blasting zone, turn off cell phones and two-way radios.
1: I hadn't, I haven't experienced that, but tell me more about that.
0: Well, uh, it, they could accidentally, the frequency accidentally trip a wire that's, that's rigged for demolition.
1: Oh, is that right?
0: Like if they're going to blow up a side. Of a mountain to build a road through, right? Uh, they wire it up, but but if you're while you're driving through the area, it says turn off cell phones and two-way radios, so you don't accidentally trip it.
1: And you can imagine how many people would be wandering around with cell phones on Wall Street. So I
0: can't think of a city except maybe Tokyo that has a higher density of those.
1: That, that makes sense, right? So <laughs> that could have caused it to go off prematurely. So therefore, another reason to probably rule out. Uh, you know, wiring still, that building.
0: We're you know getting away from uh, what happened. And there's a particular piece of evidence that was absent on 9-11 that would be required if it was a thermite or, or a high heat type deal. And do you know what that is? No. Tell me. Let me see if I can play this uh, clip. Blinded by the light.
1: Little Manfred Man here on yeah. the program. Okay. Blinded by the light. A flash.
0: Yeah. Was anybody blind by the light? Nobody saw some huge bright, you know, like uh, a giant Fourth of July sparkler.
1: That's true. That's true. No reports of that whatsoever. So, and
0: there was unburned paper fl- fluttering all over
1: the city. Indeed there was, hauntingly so. Um, now, back to the, uh, you mentioned the field effects, and we talked about the cars, the overturned cars, and... Some cars were sort of scorched, and others were, were not. But some, talk to me about some of the other field effects. Talk to me, for example, about weather anomalies. Anomalies.
0: Well, there's uh, windows are an interesting thing. There were uh, rounded holes through window glass, without any other breaks in the windows.
1: Rounded holes.
0: Rounded holes.
1: And how? How, how do you
0: get a glass cutter to even do that?
1: Exactly. Now, how would how would the directed free energy a technology caused uh, something like that. Let,
0: let me uh, back up. Whatever technology was used that day uh, was a technology that was demonstrated to do what was done, you know, without needing to name it at all. But it turns out, if you look at what it did, it can be used for good rather than evil. In other words, it can be used to uh, produce free energy. In the same way that on. Uh, uh, August 6, 1945, uh, that was evidence of nuclear power plants. No, nuclear power plants did not destroy Hiroshima. But what happened at Hiroshima is evidence that that same kind of uh, uh, technology could be used in a good way for nuclear power plants.
1: Right, right.
0: And that's what I mean by directed free energy technology
1: yeah it's it's a kind of a, it's, a, it's a kind of an umbrella term, isn't it?
0: Right, right. The, uh, the technology that was used on 9/11 and the evidence presented is evidence that free energy technology exists.
1: Right. okay. Now I want to talk about some of the weather anomalies briefly here. Uh, we are coming up on another break, but we'll start the conversation now and continue okay. it after the break. Talk to me about hurricanes offshore at the
0: time. Uh, we don't know uh, what it, you know why it was or whatever, but it was mighty strange that it was not heavily announced. It was very underreported. For four days straight before 9-11, a Category 3 hurricane was headed straight to New York City. Now, I remember uh, in 2005 when Hurricane Rita was thought to be headed for Houston. They did a voluntary evacuation before it would become a mandatory evacuation. If somebody, you know, doesn't know where a hurricane's going exactly, uh, you know, why wouldn't they uh, do a, a voluntary evacuation?
1: Exactly. So, um, what does that, or what may that, Hurricane Three, uh, Category Three Hurricane, have to do with the directed free energy? Technology.
0: Well, I have no proof of anything, but it was mighty uh, peculiar that it was there and, and underreported. Uh, it was, you know, quite strange. So I started looking into, well, what is a hurricane going round, round, round? It's sort of like a Tesla coil, and it can create field effects. So let's go look at the weather in that area. Uh, just outside of a hurricane, you still have field effects. The birds know to, to head for cover. They can feel it. Some people with arthritis can feel it coming. Right. Uh, it turns out the three major airports surrounding Manhattan all reported thunder that day on
1: 9-11. Despite the fact there was...
0: There was sun, sunshine Yeah, it was
1: blue skies.
0: And the hurricane stopped... Uh, just off the end of Long Island. The outer bands were right at Long Island. It was actually raining at Cape Cod. And then uh, it turned around and started heading out of town that afternoon.
1: So connect the dots for me here as best you can. Is it possible that the hurricane was uh, created by the the um, this directed energy device, or is it possible it was inadvertently steered out of New York's path once the device was turned on, or what are we well, saying here?
0: There? <laughs> well, there's a high pressure zone moving eastward, and uh, you know it was a question of when they're going to meet. Uh, they met precisely at ten o'clock over Manhattan. <laughs> you can see the, how the pressure systems uh, intermingle at that time. But instead of speculating, look at the at the effects. You have an underreported hurricane, and if if someone cannot control the weather, why would they have let it go unreported? So it implies someone has control of the weather. Whether they created it or it happened to be there, whatever the case is, how can you be 100% sure it's not going to make landfall or it's not going to stall out? JFK Airport is right there at sea level.
1: Exactly. Yes. Yes.
0: And and uh, if it hung out there any longer than it did, you would have had some major flooding from the storm surges. We're not talking about you know the wind effects so much as you have all this water building up.
1: Right. I mean, a, a Category Three hurricane uh, slamming into New York. I mean, no, it's not a Category Five. It's a Category Three, but still on a on a on a population it, like that would have been devastating.
0: Actually, it was a Category 3 the day before. It was Category 1 on 9-11 because it was meeting that other storm system, but it remained a Category 1 for several days after that, even after it turned around and went off. Mm, okay. Uh, but uh, it, it was so underreported that there was a, a news thing, I think it was in 2010, where Geraldo Rivera is celebrating 40 years of reporting on hurricanes, and they show various videos. And then he says, well, except one funny thing. Too bad there wasn't a hurricane on 9
1: 11. Why would he say that?
0: He was thinking it would have changed history if there had been.
1: Oh, I see. Okay. But right, was, right, right.
0: You know, here's somebody who studies hurricanes who is unaware of it.
1: Interesting, interesting. Now, for those who think that this idea of a directed energy weapon is sort of pie in the sky, the U.S. Navy is now mounting these on. On their ships, I mean, they're field testing these. I think it's the USS Ponce. Um, a couple of years ago, they actually installed one of these devices uh, on a destroyer. I think it's a destroyer. So, I mean, I mean, is there any relationship between these, what they're calling these laser weapon systems, and what you're talking about?
0: No, uh, this is more field effects. Uh, here's an example: your cell phone. And a cell phone tower. Your your cell phone doesn't work unless it's within the range of a cell phone tower. Right. Call that the field in which it works. So you need two things. You need one field, and then you need the cell phone that operates within it. And that's what uh, the interaction of different fields would do. Like, uh, for example, let's say you have a static field over the whole city. Right. Right. And then you have a radio frequency signal that you interfere within that at some specific place.
1: Okay. All right. Um, An
0: example we have of that is what John Hutchison does.
1: I was just going to ask you about Mr. Hutchison.
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) Yes, the Hutchison effect uh, where uh, levitation of of heavy objects. So, yeah, tell me more about what the connection might be between the Hutchison effect and what you're talking about. Is it one and the same? I
0: call that parallel evidence. It's... We know uh, about John Hutchison's work, and we can, uh, you know, well, used to be able to go into his lab and watch it demonstrate, and it turns out it produces the same phenomena that we saw in 9
1: 11. One of the things that uh, the Hutchison effect produced was.
0: Luminescence I, without heat.
1: Right, turning a, uh, a transmutation of, of metal into, I don't know, gelatinous material.
0: Right, gellification.
1: Jellification. Okay.
0: Yeah, that's that's one term for it. Um, it it, uh, it you know also uh, uh, has anti gravity effects. Right. Um, and uh, also bends things in weird ways, like getting a solid beam and making a pretzel out of it. And we saw some of those on nine eleven. We
1: certainly did, and uh, the levitation. Uh, that might explain how some of those fourteen hundred cars got flipped over.
0: Well, not necessarily flipped over, but uh, toasted.
1: Right. Okay. Uh,
0: you know, some what, of a field effect.
1: Any anecdotal evidence that you've collected from people who maybe reported some of these strange field effects and, and actually witnessed them firsthand? Uh, perhaps I don't know. Maybe there, maybe someone did oh, witness oh, some yeah. levitation.
0: There's one firefighter going uh, across the top floor of. Tower three, and he turns around. And the hallway just walked through, just disappeared.
1: The hallway that just disappeared. That was right
0: when Building Two started to uh, dustify. Right. And it took out. Remember that middle chunk missing out of Building Three. The guy just walked across there.
1: And it didn't collapse. It just disappeared.
0: It just it just disappeared. Is, is his term for it. Uh, then there's uh, a guy down on FDR Drive who uh, witnessed a car going into, as he described it, spontaneous combustion. But, you know, like typical people, they want to have a reason for it. So he, he thought, well, maybe a fireball rolled down from the towers and hit the car.
1: <laughs> right, right. <laughs>
0: as, as, as well as he could do. Um, yeah, things uh, disintegrating, turning to dust, uh Fusion of dissimilar materials. Oh, there's a good uh, piece of evidence that's, that's come to light since the last talk with you. Remember the Pope visit?
1: The Pope visit. So, uh, was that about a year ago? Right, okay. Pope Francis. Uh,
0: it, it, when the Pope visited, he visited the memorial. Yes. And he visited this uh, Bible artifact that had uh, w- what looked like previously liquid metal re in it.
1: Right, yes. Uh,
0: remember, one of the Hutchison things is uh, li- uh, liquefied metal without heating it. Well, if that were hot, the papers would have burned up.
1: Excellent point. Excellent point.
0: Fusion of di- of dissimilar materials.
1: Uh, which reminds me, of course, there were people that were claiming, and there were some videos to substantiate this, this molten metal uh, that was that was uh, pouring out and, and remained molten, uh, by some reports, several days after the uh, the, the, uh, the towers were destroyed.
0: Well, the, that orange stuff pouring out of the building, we don't know what material it was. Was it water that was, you know, luminescent or what? We don't know. It was not like heated metal falling because it stayed uh, the same color all the way down. right. Also, it poured out one window, stopped, and then poured out the next window. The window it had been pouring out of, if it's like uh, molten iron or whatever, um, that's, that's melting point is like 1535, uh, centigrade. Aluminum melts at 660 centigrade. A lot lower. Right, right. The aluminum cladding outside that window was not melted. Ah,
1: interesting. <laughs> So if you, if
0: you observe the evidence, instead of being goal-oriented for you know having a, an outcome that you want and then cherry-picking data to support that, but if you really want to know what happened, the evidence will tell you. I'd like to add why that is. This is so important. Please it's do. Vital. This isn't the case of just you know who did it or or like what technology was used. So he who controls the energy does control the people, but he who controls their perception controls everything, and it's all about perception management.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, if, if well it put. If uh,
0: wasn't airplanes running into buildings, oh, maybe Bin Laden put thermite in the building. You know, it's still everything else is the same.
1: Right, right.
0: But this is a whole different ball of wax. And this is something <laughs> you got
1: that, that right. You have that right.
0: Trying to hide from, from the public.
1: Dr. Wood, thank you for spending an hour with us this evening.
0: Well, great. Thank you so much for having me, and thanks for being interested in looking at facts.
1: A new Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett drops every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at ConspiracyUnlimitedPodcast.com. Blow your mind. That is all for now. Oh, and remember to share and give a five-star review, because we have huge egos and need love. We're like cats, we need we need constant petting.